There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode oh, 54 of the Digital Freemason Podcast. For the week of April 16th, 2007. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Some of these papers have been written in my lodge, King George Lodge, No. 59, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So today's piece comes from uh, Right Wishful Brother Howard, and uh, was written back in, oh, I guess it was somewhere around the mid-50s, and it deals with uh, the square and sort of how it's applied in the Masonic world. And it has, the square's a number of uh, different uses within uh, Freemasonry. So we'll talk a little bit about how it, what its actual physical function is and how we apply that to the world of Freemasonry and our morals and what it is that guides us through our lives as we try and go from a rough ashler to a perfect ashler. So here we go. Here's a Right Worship Brothers piece on the square, its history and morals. The square to which we refer to so often in Freemasonry is described in the working tools as an instrument to try and adjust rectangular corners of buildings and to assist in bringing rude matter into due form. This dispels, at once, the common conception of a four-sided figure whose sides and angles are equal, and throws us back on the instrument, which may be described as a base with a perpendicular forming an angle of 90 degrees. With very few exceptions, the square, when referred to in Freemasonry, means an instrument forming an angle tested to 90 degrees. Frequent mention of the square in the Masonic ritual and the moral significance which the free and accepted Masons associate with the working tools in general, and the square in particular, makes us desire to know its origin, to better enable us to understand the application of the instrument to the spiritual side of our Masonic lives. There is no word in our mother tongue where the etymology of such exhibits such a glorious array of fine attributes as does the word square. Looking up the word in the dictionary, we find amongst its many meanings, namely the following. A mathematical instrument for measuring right angles, forming a right angle, true, upright, honest, just, to adjust, and to regulate. Such a record must commend the word to our very special attention. The understanding of the word and its attributes must make us feel the reality of its use, not only as an instrument used in architect, but as one of the most popular and important working tools of the craft as used in the Masonic ritual. There is no wonder that the square with its glorious traditions should have been selected as the emblem of the worshipful master. Every sentiment of our ritual and every act of our Masonic lives is controlled by the square. That candidate for initiation is taken from a rough quarry of the world and after being selected as a fit and proper subject and passed through various trials, he comes to that beautiful obligation. Unknown or unrealized at the time, he stands on the square and in a square for the arms of the square and it lies on the volume of the sacred law and appears to embrace him during the utterance of this solemn obligation. What more fitting attitude and place could be found for so solemn and intense a ceremony. He is then entrusted with certain signs, tokens, and words, and these are given to him as he stands on the square. His first step in masonry is also on the square. The charge after initiation is always an impressive item to an entered apprentice, 
For it is doubtful whether, in the whole Masonic ritual, there is any sentence which expresses more fully and establishes more firmly the bond of brotherly love and fellowship than the opening words of the charge of his duty to his neighbor by acting with him on the square. The rude matter of an entered apprentice is thus brought into the form of a rough ashlar, ready for the greater trials, before he represents a smooth, exact, and perfect one, to be tried by the square and compasses before being raised to the sublime degree of a master mason. Nor is a square used on the candidates or initiates only. In opening the lodge in various degrees, the worshipful master interrogates the junior warden, and he has to rely on the square to satisfy the worshipful master before opening the lodge into a higher degree. And so, throughout the whole conduct of Masonic business, the square is evident in many and various ways, and frequently casual inquiries, are you on the square? means, in the fullest sense, are you a mason? The square is the only instrument which may be termed universal. A square, namely a right angle, is always a right angle, and consequently every object, whether a stone, wood, iron, brick, or anything else, when, when trued, is a square, and will fit with its fellow, which has also been brought to perfection by the use of the same instrument. Hence, every Freemason trued to the square will be able to take his place in the great brotherhood, composed of other men who have been perfected by this instrument. The square, as a symbol of speculative Freemasonry, has presented itself from the very beginning of the revival period. In the very earliest catechisms dating back to 1725, we find the answer to the question, how many make a lodge, God and the square, with five or seven perfect Masons? God and the square, religion and morality, must be present in every lodge as governing principles. Signs at this early period were to be made on the squares, and the furniture of the lodge was de declared to be the Bible, compasses, and square. In all ritual and in all languages where Freemasonry is pen has penetrated, the square has preserved its primitive signification as a symbol of morality. Finally, when it comes to your time and mine to face the great judge of the dead on his square seat of judgment, we shall not be able to plead that we were ignorant. Our Freemasonry teaches us to do and how to do it. We shall be judged by the way in which we have carried out the great tenets of Freemasonry in our daily lives. And we shall know that whatever sentence is meted out to us then, it will be the squarest of all squared judgments, and given on the square. May the great architect of the universe grant that when the summons comes for us to attend the great lodge above, that we may find in be possession of the password which will admit us to the presence of the great architect, and there, with him, to shine as the stars for ever and ever. Ha so there we go. We now know a little bit more about the square. I like the fact that uh, it talks, what was it, about the, about how everything is, that is uh, true to the square, fits in with everything else, doesn't matter whether it's uh, rocks, paper, scissors, or wood, or iron. And it sort of leads me to think of and talk about the, the diversity of Freemasonry, about how it doesn't matter what your religion, race, creed, color is, that you can, if you're a Mason, you still fit in and uh, universally accepted. So I think that's that's kind of nice. So anyway, I'm going to get going back to some more heavy lifting here. And I would just like to say thank you to everyone who has sent in comments, um, emails, which you can always do to podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com or swing by our website at www.kinggeorgelodge.com. 
So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.